whatever <laughs> stuff to get her in and she was just so much fun and she didn't identify at all with her age and she could relate to anything we brought up and she could relate to anybody she was just incredible mm-hmm. and uh, we travelled one time down to Limerick in the back of a van with her for a festival programme to Rubenhouse Party and myself and Myrtle Prey were in the back of the van and a couple of more devotees and it was one of these vans Trubunath Peru loved Ford vans and he'd buy them and, and then he'd have them converted at a minimal cost so nothing was actually secure you know and so we'd be talking away and next minute you'd see the press opening in between you and then a drawer would fly out and, and all we could hear all the way down the highway was Krishna Premavati roaring laughing so who was driving he pulled over on the road and he, he, he came and he said I'm just wondering Matashi you know for Giri there he said I'm just wondering you know you're, you're an old lady would you like to sit in the front she said nonsense I'm having the time of my life <laughs> I love you so we just all got back in and we sat down you know and we travelled all the way to Limerick with her you know mm-hmm. but um, we just had so many wonderful memories with Krishna Premavati like I think when I think of the key times in my life when I met my husband when I was pregnant with my first child when I was getting married when I joined the temple Krishna Premavati was there through them all mm. and we used to call her super grand <laughs> there was nothing she couldn't do she just wanted to learn like you know she just never stopped learning she was always eager to learn she'd phone me up and say can you get me on Skype how do I do this how do I do things I wouldn't know I'd have to pass her on to my husband I don't know I can't keep up with her you know she just have all these things but anyway, she had done so much incredible service. We were talking there about, you were talking earlier about how Krishna makes arrangement. And I mean, we could not doubt for one moment that Krishna Prabhupada was a very special personality. Mm-hmm. When you think of the arrangement that Krishna made to bring her to Krishna consciousness, I mean, she bought this house, a house, one house in Dublin City, she bought, you know. And it was Belvedere Place, the former temple, you know. Mm. Then the post started coming with Iskand's name on it, and her her husband she had separated from. Yeah, what was his name? Monty. 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 I heard about him so much. Yeah, Monty brought Monty brought the post to the Sankirtan devotees on the street, and one of the Sankirtan devotees, Chris or Prabhadas, preached to Monty and gave him a flyer for a Sunday feast, and then. Uh, <laughs> noticed that when Monty would stay over he would disappear at like 2.30 in the morning and he would go so she said I just got up one morning I said I had enough of this and I followed him so she said, time, like her. Yeah, she said every time he stopped at the, at the, the what was it she said every time he stopped at the railings it was the Georgian house I stopped and I looked around pretending I was at home and when he continued, I'd continue. So she followed him all the way to the temple. And she couldn't believe that he was with the devotees. She just couldn't believe. Now, Monty was a character in himself. When there was when they would play Govindam prayers, you remember Supida, he he was on our Bhakti programme. We had Radhanath, Sukhada and myself were on the back dean programme with Mother Keshava in Belfast and he would wait until Govinda prayers and when the curtains would open you would see him it was like he was totally wound up and he was ready to go and he was like nearly 80 or something and they would sing Govinda Madi Purish and he'd say Govinda Hare Krishna and he'd spin around like this you know and everyone would be watching the curtains watching the deities to be watching Monty like this you know 
But Monty never forgot the Maha Mantra. Mm-hmm. He just, he would chant Harry, 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 even if he couldn't remember the whole mantra. So the people in the old folks' home, they used to call him Mr. Harry. Mm-hmm. And he had the Maha Mantra on 24 hours a day because mm-hmm. of Krishna Premavati. Mm-hmm. But anyway, just to fast forward, when Krishna Premavati got very ill, that picture was taken a few days before she discovered she had cancer and it was in her lung, but she had the pain in her left arm. Mm. And she was at the Ratiatra in Belfast and she held, Madri told me, she held the umbrella all the way, you know, mm. through the whole Ratiatra. Mm. But she knew there was something wrong and she went for the scan and she'd never say cancer. It's a very Irish thing. People would say the big C or something. <laughs> or they'd never mentioned the word. It was like it, it was, was silent. Yeah. It was like it was an empowerment in itself to say it, you know. Mm-hmm. So she told, Oh, I found something, they found something. And she said, It's unoperable. It's too deep in, in the lung itself. And I'm going to do radiotherapy. And I'm going to But she had such a plan made up because she was a micromanager. You know that yourself. Yes. You know, she was a micromanager, and she had planned that through your mercy she was going to Vrindavan, and she had told us that you had changed the bathroom for her, and everything was happening. Mm-hmm. But then the nurse at the time, her father died, and she just left for the funeral. And when Krishna Premavati tried to contact her, and she told her that she wasn't in Vrindavan at that time, Krishna Premavati misunderstood, and she cancelled everything. Mm-hmm. But we found out of Madri later that she wasn't actually physically able to go to Vrindavan mm-hmm. at that stage. She said, I knew by looking at her, Kalyani, they wouldn't have let her on a plane. Mm-hmm. So then myself and Murli Priya, we went down to see her. And at this stage, she was in her home, in her mm-hmm. apartment. She mm-hmm. had a sheltered housing kind of mm-hmm. situation. And she was trying to feed herself. They were bringing her the meals on wheels, you know. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to feed herself. You know, she was having a vegetarian option. And she couldn't basically get the spoon to her mouth, wow. you know. And we could see that all of this light, all of this enthusiasm, you know, everything that she had got from association, because now she was isolated. There was just the temple trying to maintain the deities and nobody free to come there, had all gone. She was very, very morose and, and trying to keep the upper chain and happy to see us, giving away things. It was like the last time I'm going to see you. And we were just, our hearts were pulled out. We didn't know what to do. We both had two small children, about a year old. So we both came out of the, of the house, the apartment, not wanting to offer something we couldn't give. And we both looked at each other and said, she can't stay there. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got to come with us. You know, we've got to take her. You know, Krishna promises, if you surrender unto me, I will take care of you, you know. And Krishna manifests that, you know, through us. Mm-hmm. We have to somehow or other. So we came back and we thought about it. And the lady I was renting from, she was the nurse in this area. So she wouldn't allow that I took on Krishna Premavati because she said it was too much workload for the doctor already. So we got another house. There was another devotee letting in Caribbean Shannon. And then we made this arrangement. And I phoned Krishna Premavati up and I, I made her an offer. I said, Krishna Premavati, you know, why don't you come to us? Because we joined together, we came together, and you can go back together, you know. I said, why don't you come and, you know, go back here, you know, with us? And at first she was kind of, she was thinking, oh, this would is, this is never work, or I don't know, or something like that. And she said, oh, okay, well, she hardly responded to it, really. I think she was kind of shook up. And a few days later, she'd been talking to Madri and other devotees, and uh, I got a phone call back, and Krishna Parivati said, Kalyani, I'm considering your offer to come, <laughs> you know? 
and uh, I said, can you get this gas? Because at this stage she was on the inhaler. So can you get the gas for the journey? And she said, well, they don't normally give it, you know, to take out or whatever. I said, well, see if you can get it. So she phoned me up and she said, I've got the gas and everything's packed and I'm ready to go. I'm coming. <laughs> and we were like, we couldn't believe it. And she said, the nurses told her, you know, the nurses said, you're going to die on the journey. <laughs> and she said, oh, I don't care. So as they say, that's in the hands of the gods, you know. <laughs> so I went with, with Haridas and we picked up Krishna Parimati. We had to take quite a few breaks on the way back. But the interesting part that we didn't know was that in, within the background, Madri, who was living beside Krishna Premvati, she told us that it was one time Krishna Premvati had to take respite. You know, they, they had told her, you have to take respite, and you have to go into this place, you know, and you have to stay there for some time because you've no family here, you know, nobody to take care of you. So she went in and she said she went to visit her there. And Krishna Premvati later, she told me about it, she called her her dark days, do you remember? She said, where's Krishna? Where is he? She said, I don't understand. Where are the devotees? Where is the holy name? Where's all the things that are supposed to be here when you surrender to Krishna? Mm -hmm. And Madri said, I said to her, Krishna Parvati, you've got to have faith. You know, she said, you've got to have faith. If Krishna promises, you know, that you surrender unto me and I will take care of you, then that's what Krishna is going to do. And if Krishna has to come here himself, that's what he'll do. Somehow or other, he's not going to leave you like this when you have this desire. And she was very caught up in the fact that she wanted to go to Vrindavan. Well, that's the proper place. That's where Prabhupada left. Mm -hmm. It was very much that she wanted it both in the spiritual atmosphere, but she wanted it geographically as well. Very, very much so. Mm -hmm. So she said, after she came out of that place, she said, I was praying and praying, Krishna, send, send some solution. She said, you know, because Madhuri was working full time, mortgage, whatever. She said, I was praying. And then when she got that phone call, she said, I told her, go, you know, go. So we got this full uh, scale picture of Prabhupada and we put it up and we got a, a big one of Radha Shama Sundar. And we told her, you know, we brought her to this home, to this house and we set it up and we, we uh, somehow or other, we tapped into all the local services, the HSE, Health Service Executive in Ireland. So the nurses were coming. And uh, she was um, she was very enlivened, so much so it was really funny that she was walking up the driveway and she was breathing, gagging, as we'd say, on this gas. And the next morning she woke up, she would no gas, she was sitting up in the bed, and we were all shocked. We thought she's not going to leave at all. You know? We were like really shocked. And the nurse came and she said, I don't know what difference, you know, has mm. come over you since I saw you yesterday, you know. <laughs> she said, but I can't believe, remember what she yeah. said, I can't believe you're dying, you're a dying lady. <laughs> and Krishna Parvati said, oh, you should just send everybody here. <laughs> it's the food here, it's the house, it's the chanting here. The HSC wow. has to reform its whole system. And put people together. She had them all named off like this, you know. <laughs> so then what happened was um, she was hanging on. I could see it was getting more difficult for her because it was progressing more and more. She started off, she was brilliant when she first came. Then you could see a decline. She went in and out of the bathroom herself, everything, but then she got a fright one day. We had a bell, we did, we did baby monitors set up. We had a, so we could hear her, we had a bell that she could ring, you know. 
But one day she rang the bell and she was in the bathroom with the door closed so we didn't hear it. So we were slow to reply to go up and see if she was okay. And she got a bit of a fright. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, from then she, she kind of sat back and let us do more for her. So we were feeding her in the morning time, feeding her in the afternoon. We had two shifts like that, chatting with her, talking with her. And then on the day she left, I remembered that I was thinking so much about how she's a micromanager. I mean, Krishna Premavati just got up for being separated with two, two children or three children. Three children. Three children. Yeah, to running her own nursing home. You know. She did it herself mm-hmm. and bought her own properties. And, you know, she was just mm-hmm. fantastic. But she, I was trying to work out because one of the last stages of, uh, you know, being in this world, if you read the journey home, is anger because you have to give up your control, your independence, mm-hmm. you know. So Krishna Premavati, it suited her wonderfully because she loved us. But she thought, I'm going to control this whole thing now through Kalyani, everything, you know, I'll have this, I'll have this breeding thing, I'll have this, that, and the other. And Krishna was taking it all away, you know. And uh, on the last day, she was in the bed, and uh, she had one of her breeding attacks, Mm -hmm. and I was with her. And uh, I was sitting on the side of her bed, and I started kirtan. She always told me, if something happens to you, straight away you just strike up a kirtan. Whatever, wherever we are, just, just start chanting. So I started chanting. And then I started thinking, because we're getting quite you know, dramatic, and I thought, okay, she could leave now. It's just me and her here. And I, I thought, okay, what should I do? And I thought, okay, bring, bring my mind to Radha Madhava, who were her favorite deities. And I thought, encourage her, say, Jaya Radha Madhava. She started swinging her head. No way, it was the Maha Mantra, and that was it. <laughs> So I got back into the Maha Mantra and she was sitting with me and then I said to her, Krishna Prayavati, you know, because she was really, you know, she was surfing through it because she had been a nurse. She knew if I breathe, I won't waste energy. I said, Krishna Prayavati, this is so hard, you know. I said, it's so, so hard. I said, you know, and she said, I know the problem is I've been a soldier all my life. She said, that's the problem. <laughs> and I said, I know. But that day, her, her family had come and she was hanging on for her brother and her daughter. And she said, should we send for Sudamini sooner? Because I think she was to come that Wednesday. I was coming, yeah. Yeah, that Wednesday. Yeah. And she said, no, because then I can't spend time with my son and my daughter. Better yeah, see them yeah, separately. That's what I got a message waiting yeah. till Thursday, Wednesday. Yeah. So she was, in the, she was in the bed at that time and she was struggling to breathe. And I said to her, you know, it's like, just think of Krishna. Just let the holy name take you the next time that happens. You know, just just let the holy name take you. Because, you know, you're fighting so much and you could serve so much more, you know, because she was incapacitated. She was never like that before. She could Mm -hmm. run rings around any of us, you know. So um, anyway, what happened was she said... uh, she said to her son and daughter then, she kind of knew, she definitely knew, they both swore that she knew, she said, I want to say something, and she held her hand, and they were staying that night in my house, and they were going to go see her the next morning. She said, I want to tell you something. And then she looked at them, and she said, it doesn't matter. And then she said to me, she always said to me, I'll see you in the afternoon, but she said to me, Kalyani, I'll see you tomorrow morning. And she had made me promise that when she would leave her body, that I would bathe and dress her which mm-hmm. I promised to do. So it was in the morning time. But when I went into the room, all I can say was the room was lit up. It was a beautiful atmosphere in the room. Mm-hmm. And when I took off the top duvet, 
you know, because I was to bathe and dress her, you know. She had rung the bell, first of all, but Harry Glass can tell you about that because he was there that night. But the thing that impressed me the most was she had her hand on her bead bag mm-hmm. and a big smile. You know, she had just taken shelter that moment, called for the devotees, taken shelter, smiled, and she was gone, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So. We should be so happy. We should be so happy, yeah. It's amazing. And she did so much. Did so much service. She got the Belfast Temple back into Iskon's name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She gave the marble for the deity's altar. Mm-hmm. You know, plus like she she used to teach us all that you could take up Krishna consciousness at the fag end of the line. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And she used to laugh and say, "How did Prabhupada know what a fag was? He never saw it." <laughs> <laughs> she said, "That's when I found the funniest." Yeah. <laughs> you know? That was Krishna Prabhupada. But Harry does can tell you about that night if you want to. Yeah. What I found mm-hmm. wonderful about Krishna Prabhupada was that she was, she wasn't, she 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 had success in her life. She came from a very wealthy family, and it was like there was the the walking proof that the money doesn't give it give it the answer, the success, mm-hmm. it all gets taken away at, at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a real inspiration. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. She was so loving. Yeah, so gentle, but yeah, she wasn't coming, you know, out of pain or that. It was like it was from experience, you know. Mm-hmm. I like how you said that she was so much fun because that's what we always had so much fun yeah. together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was so much fun. I'll tell you one funny thing that happened with her one. She came to visit in Philadelphia. I think it was. I think she wasn't initiated yet, but. This was sort of the time when she would check it out to be sure, you know. And she was staying in this little room that was underneath kind of like our apartment area, actually. Oh, yeah. But the person who was staying up there was actually our son, who was still like in high school, teenager. So the next day, somehow I, eventually I said to her, I hope that our son Rupa didn't keep you awake because he's up late and makes no. And she says, "Oh, I was wondering." She said, "They told me that was um, my Guru Maharaj's room." <laughs> she says, "I was wondering. It's so late, and he's stamping around." And he's he worked so hard, maybe he needed to relax. <laughs> and she says, "And then I heard the music, and it was." Not Krishna conscious music. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes people. <laughs> she wasn't going to ask. She was like trying to. This was her thing, like, I'm going to go and visit and make the final decision who will be my guru. <laughs> but she was relieved to hear that it was Rupa. <laughs> It was really funny. <laughs> and then when I drove her up to her daughter's, her, I mean, her daughter lived very close to the temple, you know, 26 Second Avenue, yes, but I, when she was visiting one time after she, she came and she was there for Vyas Puja and Jan Basmi and Uthad, and then I drove her up to her, her daughter Kathy had a house that they went to sometimes on the weekends in upstate New York. We drove there and I... Th- I had to laugh, I know, because she was the only person that seemed to talk more than I did. (laughs) 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 It was fun.
<laughs> yeah, I miss her a lot, and, and I did. I changed when I was coming because the request was let me say goodbye to my family, and then you come the next day. And yeah. I had a ticket and everything. Someone had given me a buddy pass, you know, to come. She was always talking about you both. Yeah, yeah, yeah always. always. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And she used to have so many questions written down. Mm. Yeah. From my gourmet, when yeah, I see it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get the answers here. She'd have a big list, go to America, and she knew she was going to get the answers there. And she'd come, yeah. <laughs> come back so pleased and happy. Said, yeah. Yeah. She remembers yeah. you used to stand up in Dublin. Excuse me, I had a question. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I'm only, I think she said, five foot three. And it's old Brahmacharis here, and every time there's an arty, I'm seeing through a forest of hairy legs. And it's just, I understand that you want to protect me. I understand that you want to protect me. But I'm old enough to be your grandmother. And who are you trying to protect me from? The men! And she would say it like this. No, she was just so funny, straight yeah, out. She it. was outspoken, and I appreciated yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. <laughs> We're we reading this. Up? It's nine years now, and we're for a couple more weeks. Yeah, she always did, and she had really good questions. You know how you're supposed to have. Yeah, yeah she had the best questions of anybody. Yeah, she really thought about them. Yeah, she was so together. She was like, but in some ways, you know, my mother was also a nurse in World War Two, and you know, so I could kind of relate to her. <laughs> but it was sort of like my mother, but actually my student. Anyway, it was. Um, well, she gave me a card. You remember? I remember. Yeah. 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 When she couldn't drive anymore, she gave me a card because uh, I happened to have very little money, so. That was very welcome. Yeah. <laughs> was very grateful for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, we twice stayed at her house. The first time was actually her house in that town where the bombing was, the Lisp And the Skinner, was it? Yeah, that was Lisp Yes. Even though she was always worried about him and wanted to make sure he'd be Krishna consciousness, she, she sort of brought her to the movement, so she was really yeah. grateful. and. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she took him on, you know, it was like it was also still her project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she used to go. Was it every I never met him at all, you know. Mm -hmm. but Monty. Monty. I heard about him a lot. Monty. Yeah. Really I always so thought of Monty. I asked how did you know? <laughs> You're not far off. Okay. <laughs> Lost in the supermarket, and she couldn't find them anywhere. I didn't hear that. Well, well you told it to me. <laughs> 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 How didn't she find them? <laughs> Monty makes his way up to the microphone and goes, Harry Krishna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Harry Krishna. Harry Krishna. Harry Krishna. Harry Krishna. She was able to find him. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. That's the only word he could remember. But she was. Remember, really, that's all he could remember. They used to call him Mr. Harry, and, and that's, that's all. That's all you need to remember, actually, yeah. when it comes down yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a devotee, uh, just a, you know, a few weeks ago, talking to her, and her husband's gone through some real mental problems, and he was in the hospital and everything, and he didn't even remember that 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 she was his wife, you know, yeah. you know, but he could always remember the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. You know, it's pretty amazing. He met Prabhupad. Hmm? For a mo he met Prabhupada momentarily. That's where it all began. It was like an increase. I think it, 
Mm. You know, he he was in a drama group one mm. time, and he was somewhere in London, and there was a festival going on, mm. and some devotees. I remember him saying, "Some he used to speak exactly like this when he knew properly." He said, "Some little chappies came in <laughs> carrying an elderly man, <laughs> and he had this kind of uh, he was sitting on one of these cushions." My little chappy, yes, yeah, and, <laughs> like this. and he said, and I briefly remember <laughs> gazing over. And he said, I thought, what a handsome man. <laughs> Very dignified, distinguished, extremely elementary. And what's he doing with these bowsies? <laughs> Some kind of these big body devotees yeah. were carrying him in. But then he said he wanted to listen to Prabhupada. Prabhupada was speaking amongst them and he wanted to go and listen. But his friend pulled him away. This mm -hmm. other actor said, come on, Monty, we have to go, we have to go. And pulled him away. But he had that desire. Mm -hmm. And then years later, as a much older man, you know, he made contact. Mm -hmm. It was amazing how it happened. Mm -hmm. And she would go and chant his rounds with him, put the beads in his hand and chant. Remember that? Mm -hmm. For years and years and years in the old people's home, she would like to chant with him. So it was incredible. Yeah, she told me that she was doing that. Even my husband, he got um, septicemia, well, twice actually, but the last time when he was, uh, he was supposed to be coming out of the hospital, and Schrader and I went to pick him up, and then he was suddenly, he was saying he was chilled, and a nurse had gone to get him another blanket, and then all of a sudden, like, his eyes rolled back, and... I recognized from before, and I went running down the hall, like, you know, mm -hmm. you know, to get the doctor or the nurse, you know, I, I knew what he had, you know, and, and, and Shraddha looked just like, you know, it was like, terrible, you know, and so, you know how they ask you questions to know how clean yeah. you are, and they asked him his name, and he said in a voice I'd never really heard again, mm -hmm. this like super deep voice, and he said, My name is Ravindra Swarupa. <laughs> <laughs> so of course they knew he was out of his mind because they had this legal name, you know. <laughs> 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 so it was a very I'm glad you know somebody asked your name in that situation. That's the one I remember. Right, right, yeah. yeah. But this devotee whose husband was in such bad shape, they, they had him go in some place and they had all these different IVs in him, you know, like all hooked up to these machines. And then next thing you know, the doctor seen him and he's walking down the hall. And they'd never seen someone get out of all the open needles and stuff. And they asked him, how did you get out of all these hooked up things? And he said, it's not so hard. Harder to get out of the material world. <laughs> I mean, he was completely out of his mind, but certain Krishna consciousness just, just um, stuck there. And he would, you know, he was teaching people chanting. And his wife would come regularly and chant with him and, you know, interact. He asked her, who are you? And, and she she realized he didn't remember who she was. He was uh, who she was. Hey, who is this? Mary's Marvin, you know, oh, Mary, Krishna yeah, Smartum, yeah. you know, and, and her husband Buddha Yoga, and uh, you know, and, and so you know, she said, well, they have me just talk to people so that they feel at home. You know, she didn't want to 
push his brain too much, you know. And so he, she would come every day and spend time with him. And she, she said, the most interesting thing, he said, now, I like you coming and talking to me and chanting with me, but I just want you to know there's no future in the relationship. I really love my <laughs> wife. <laughs> 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 The memory, you know, that can be messed up from Alzheimer's or old age or whatever, the Hare Krishna mantra is, is, is um, it's, it's deeper than that, so. <laughs> At one stage they even made a, a Would You Believe, and they made an episode on Krishna Premavati, you remember that episode? <laughs> we have it somewhere, and we'll send it to you. Mm-hmm. And um, we have it, but it's on an old, That's what it. is it, an old Detail, yeah, VHS oh, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, but they made, so a, they made a program on her because she was so fascinated. They asked her, well, if he's, you know, not aware of his whereabouts, um, what is the benefit of, of what you're doing every day? You're coming every day with this blessed food. And she said, because, she said, it's touching his consciousness. Mm. Mm. She said, it's deeper than mm. that. And she yeah. explained about the Maha Mantra. And it was really hard. They were really impressed. You know, yeah. it was really powerful preaching that he had been her ex-husband, yes. that she still stood by him, and she was, you know, really uh, appreciating that he had brought her. You know, she would always say that he had brought her to Krishna. You know? mm-hmm. But he was very funny as well. We have Irish saying, "How did you get on?" Somewhere it means like, "How did you, how did you fare out in that yeah. place or whatever?" And I remember I asked him the first time he went to the island. He used to travel everywhere with this little chair. Do you remember Shlavati? Yeah. He used to bring the little chair on the bus and down to the temple, and, and then he'd sit on this little chair. So I asked him, Monty, he was going to the island, and me and Merley went in through the door for a Sunday feast, and we saw him. We said, oh, Monty, you know, it's so nice to see him, you know. You'd have to like him. But we said, Monty, you know, how did you get on in the island? And he said, I swam on, my dear. <laughs> I think I got on. My chair on, and I just said, "Okay." <laughs> no, there wasn't much arguing with him, you know. But they used to tease each other a lot as well. They were like little children, weren't they? Oh, yeah. The time she got the new car, yeah. and she came roaring, laughing to the temple. You know what I did? I went really slowly and really cautiously because it's a brand new car. But when I saw Monty walking next to that puddle, I couldn't resist it. I. <laughs> getting his tooth extracted you know she'd have to be there she'd bring the dentist look at his teeth in the home she was the only one that could calm him down mm-hmm. and you know she did it by chanting mm-hmm. he knew her truth as soon as he see her coming in say Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. And she said she'd calm him down she said the biggest of nurses even the male nurses had difficulty near the end calming him down but she yeah. said you know she, it was a whole nightmare for her when he was going to get some procedure done and she said she would just chant. She learned very quickly when she yeah, just chanted yeah, and he'd calm yeah, down. Yeah. And he'd say, hurry, hurry. You know, no matter what he was going through. So it was... Yeah. Yeah, that was what was going on when we visited um, the house that wasn't too far. You know, the, ch- the other place where she stayed. It was like a smaller little house that she had. And then there was a, 
place they had for guests that could stay. She stayed with That's the guests right, and left us alone. Yeah. We stayed. Yeah. Yeah. But she was very, very attached to the deities there in Belfast. Yeah, yeah. she really was. Yeah, she yeah was that's true. Mm -hmm. She did a lot of service. When she first went in, immediately she had the desire to go on the altar. Mm -hmm. And they explained to her about the Brown initiation, she loved Belfast because when she went there, there was a female TP, and the ladies led Kirtans and gave class, and she said, Kalyana, oh, you have to come here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she said, we have to get you up here. You'd love it. You're dying down there. <laughs> she was so funny. And she said, um, she said, oh, the deities are so sweet. They're small. Radimadavish, she said, they're, they're small. But she told the Pajari one day, I think on one of her first days, she explained to her what it meant to be Brahmin initiated and she said she was looking at the steps and she said I, I think it was Gopi Majar, she said are you okay Krishna Premavati yeah. and, and she taught you kind of you know she said well I'm just thinking it could take a whole lifetime just to climb four steps oh. <laughs> that's what she said she was meditating on it immediately how she could come to that platform mm -hmm. and then she did she did artis and mm -hmm. cooked small offerings mm -hmm. yeah she really liked mm -hmm. it yeah. she just took to it just full scale mm -hmm. Krishna consciousness just like from her age was so mm -hmm. inspiring yeah we came to see her as well when she was staying in the house um, yeah just once it was about two days before she left her body I never really knew her because we were always in Wicklow when she was when she joined us in Wicklow so we only met her once or twice ever but we came to see her and she knew my husband a bit better so we came in and sat down and um, you know she was very frail and she just had mm. um, some report back from the doctor that there was something wrong with her bladder and passing yeah. urine and it said it's not going to get better now you know it's like your body is shutting down so she was just taking that in that they weren't going to be able to fix it and then there was a pause and I think it was just myself and her for a moment and she, she was just so straightforward she said well I don't really know you <laughs> <laughs> and it was true because we only met briefly <laughs> And then she said, but I would like to just say to you, she said, um, and she was so serious, she said, there's a time for living and there's a time for dying. And it just went straight yeah. into my consciousness. Mm. This yeah. is so striking when someone's in that position. I mean, yeah. They say something like that to you. She told Satya, remember what she told you, Satya, about the feeding? Do you remember that? <laughs> Me and Murley had young children, you know, and Satya hadn't any children at that time. She said Satya was feeding her and she said, you haven't got any children, have you? And <laughs> said, no. she said, I know because you're not very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> when I went up to get her in Belfast, Madri had spent days packing, you know, and I'm not a great packer. And she was asking me, where was everything? Where's my last will and testament? Where's this? Where's that? And it was like, you can't imagine how it was like a military procedure to get through everything that Krishna Premavati had packed. And um, then I was taking out things, trying to rearrange them to see if I could make some kind of system because it made sense to Madri because she had packed it. So I thought if I took some things out and put them back where I knew they were. And she said... Kalyani, I've just been watching you there for a few minutes. Just stop what you're doing. Thank you. And she said, well, just don't rearrange that because you're just a lousy packer. Just the And then it was the hospital bed. Remember that? She wanted the hospital bed. She had an everyday bed in this uh, house that the devotee was renting. And he was out all day working and we were going in shifts. 
but she wanted a hospital bed. Mm -hmm. And every time I brought the nurse in, it would come around to the topic of when would she get this hospital bed. And basically in Ireland, you know, you get the night nurse and you get the hospital bed when you've got about two days left. Mm -hmm. You know, one of these air beds and, you know, it's got the remote control thing and you can adjust. Yeah. And um, she really wanted this hospital bed. So I went everywhere I could asking for this hospital bed. And I think they think I needed it at one stage. And I kept trying to put the point across that, you know, she really, she was a nurse herself. And, you know, and uh, they said, but she's still going to the bathroom. And I said, yeah. And they said, so she's not going to get any bath sores or she doesn't have to be moved from one side to the other. So she doesn't really need it. And uh, I would hate that line, she doesn't really need it, because I'd have to literally think something up to tell Krishna Prabhupada, because when Krishna Prabhupada needed something, nobody knew it better than her, and I yeah. hated to go back and tell her. So anyway, one time the nurses uh, came and a doctor, and they were talking together, and uh, they said to her, you know, oh, this is wonderful, because they said, well, we can give you a bed in a hospice, like a top-class hospice, and we can only offer this every now and again, you know, when, when somebody has gone, we can offer a bed, you know, and we can offer you this bed, and she said, no, absolutely not, I want to stay with my friends, mm -hmm. you know, this is never more important than now, you know, I, I haven't come this far, she said, I travelled up from Belfast, and I haven't come this far to go now, you know, to some, and they said, no, it's just you seem to need you know, more attention. And she said, no, no, they feed me this, that, and the other. And they said, so you have, you have feeding, you've no problem with that, and you can go to the bathroom and you have this. And so you seem to have all your needs. And she said, no, I don't have all my needs. I don't have the hospital bed. <laughs> <laughs> and about two days, or maybe three days, I think, before she left, she got the hospital bed, you know. Oh, and God. she was trying the whole thing out, the up, the down, did it work oh. properly? Where was the phone number if it needed to be returned? <laughs> you know, it was right, mini, you know, management, right up to the very end. You know, she was just, and she... This, her sari, you'd have to go to wear, you know, where to lay her out in and where it was and everything was strange, you know. Oh, but then she had three or four requests that were very hard because she said that, uh, and they were her final requests. And um, she told me that she didn't want the undertaker to touch her. She said, I don't want some guy who's putting people six foot under every day of the week touching me. She said, I don't. No, I don't like that idea whatsoever. So she said, when they're bringing me downstairs, because this was a, like the second story up, she said, don't let him touch me, you know. And I thought, that's going to be really hard. <laughs> and then she said, and make sure all the Tulsi wood goes into the coffin and all the pictures and everything that I've told you, it all has to go in. And uh, then I said, yes, Krishna Prabhupada. And she said, you and Morley, if you like, can dress me. But Morley was pregnant at the time and it wasn't her nature anyway. Yeah. So she's mm. very quiet. So... Um, I said I would do it and she said okay and uh, then she said make sure my ashes go to Vrindavan my Guru Maharaj is going to do a ceremony there and I've given them to my son I'm releasing them to my son he will sign for them because he went to India with me before and he really liked it and I liked the idea of bringing them back to Vrindavan mm. but then uh, all of those, it was very powerful, like I was saying earlier, she wasn't an ordinary personality because all of those desires were automatically fulfilled. I was wrecking my head thinking how I'm going to tell this undertaker that he can't touch her, you know. How <laughs> <laughs> in the name of God am I going to explain that to people, you know. So uh, the undertaker came in and just straight away Nitai and her son just said, no, we'd like to take her down mm. and just lifted her before I even said anything and they kind of mm. made a hammock from the bedding that she was in and then put her into the coffin. 
And uh, then uh, the second thing was that her son said to me, you know, Kalyani, I'll be honest with you. I'm not really interested in going back to India. He said, I know my mum wanted me to go back, but my mum's not around anymore. Even she believed we weren't this body. And I don't really see the importance of bringing these ashes, you know. And he said, I don't really think. He said, I just had to walk off a train when I was with my mum and everything was organised. She knew everybody. He said, I just don't feel like I could go there, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought, okay. So I was discussing with Truba and he said, if he has any doubts at all, just get the ashes released Mm -hmm. to us, you know. So I thought, okay. So then I said to him, well, Hugh, what I can do is, if you leave the ashes with me, I can have the ashes brought to Vrindavan, you know? Mm-hmm. But I was still thinking, because this is Ireland, not everyone goes, oh, the devotees go to Vrindavan every year, you know, mm-hmm. Mahamantra goes, every, every, depending on what time of year. I was still, I was insecure about that. I thought, okay, this is a second thing. Now. How is like, this going to work out? And uh, then what happened was, I was going into the temple, I think it was two or three days after she had left. And her son had to wait two or three days for the whole procedure and then to sign for the ashes. And he was, uh, he was um, at that time, it would have been Dublin, wasn't it? They would have been released in Dublin. But somehow or other, they were in Belfast, the ashes. How was that? Shama had them in Belfast. I can't remember. But for some other reason, the, the ashes were first of all in Belfast. I'm almost sure of that. Where was the funeral? The funeral was in Dublin. We rearranged it from Belfast. That was another thing. That she had... I know, I caused her panic. It was on Harold's Cross. It was at Harold's Cross. Because it was a panic for her. Because she had asked asked me to arrange the funeral. But she didn't know me. She didn't know that I wasn't... I volunteered you. Yeah, because your mother had just died and you had arranged her. No, but her. She, she, she didn't realise, she didn't know me, so she didn't know I couldn't manage anything. Oh, yeah. So she started, she started to panic, you know, she said, you have to have a vision. You have to have a vision of what it's going to be like. And I was thinking, oh, I don't know. <laughs> so I was just praying and chanting that I was at a seat to kind of go okay. But, but she was in a bit of a panic when she realised who she was dealing with. You know? it, was, it was beautiful. It was, it was a beautiful really ceremony nice. and... Do you remember Madri's words? Do you remember the story? Yeah, Madri's story was, yeah, some of that story I've already told that she had said to Madri, where is Krishna? Where is he? He's made this promise when she was in respite. And then Madri said, the day before she left, that night she had spoken to her the night before, and she said, Madri, she phoned her up and she was really excited. And Madri said, yes, Krishna Prabhupada, it's wonderful to hear from her. And she said, Madri, I want to tell you something. She said, what? She said, Krishna is here. You were right. He's with me. He's here. <laughs> she said, as she said, that was the last time that she talked to her. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, yeah, she because she had spent the vast majority of her devotional life in Belfast. She had arranged that when she would go, everything would go from Belfast. Yeah. But then we realised that that was just too hard. Well, Krishna also arranged that she had to take morphine for the pain. We had to give her orally some morphine. Mm-hmm. And uh, the doctor showed us how to measure that out. And on each shift, we gave her the morphine because she wanted to be fully conscious. And she said, I'm not having anything that will interfere with my consciousness. So just the oral morphine, she said, that will do the job. And my friends can give it to me. So we were like kind of shaking, you know. Yeah. The doctor was showing us how to measure it out and giving it on the tongue. And uh, then poor Rupert Prabhu, I gave him the job. I said, you've got to do the funeral because I'm doing the meds. And she, you know, I said, she's on 70 or something. I couldn't remember. Remember all this whole list? 
and she's had to transfer from Belfast and all the medications, some of them aren't available here. All the ingredients are the same, but they're under different names. Mm -hmm. And every day she's calling me in to check the names and make sure I have the right medication. Uh And I said, um, I have to keep going up and down to the chemist. And I said, I just... I just can't take it. You have to do the funeral. So, so Percy Rumerford said he would arrange the funeral. And uh, the interesting thing was when he went to the undertaker, the undertaker said to him, he said, of course, she, she wants to wait two extra days then because her family have to come from America a day or two. And he said, if she's on morphine, he said, the body will deteriorate much quicker. She won't have time. Remember that? He said, she won't have time he said, to, to do all that kind of thing before the bodies that basically, you know, deteriorates. So it was actually when her son and daughter were here, Krishna took her. Mm-hmm. You know, that was another thing. And then the other thing was that um, she had said to me that she wanted the ashes to be brought to Vrindavan. And then her son was saying that he wasn't so inspired to go, which I could understand from his point of view mm-hmm. as well, you know. So I thought, what am I going to do? And there was two days left, and I thought, this is the last thing that I've promised her. And I've promised, you know. And I thought, what am I going to do? So I went through the door in Inishrath, went through the corridor, and simultaneously as I opened the second door, you know, you go through the first door there, and then there's the, not the second door, just the, there used to be a second door, but there's not anymore. (laughs) But the first door, I went through, just I was standing in the hallway, Mahamantra came out and she was doing her service and she was locking up the Pachari room door and she said, oh, there you are, Kalyani, I just wanted to ask you, she said, I'm going to Vrindavan, um, who has Krishna Premavati's ashes? Would you like me to take them with me? <laughs> I didn't open my mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the first sentence. She hadn't said she has gone or, you know, anything like that. It just, you know, so within the... Everything was just arranged, and it was just so nice how all the devotees came together. As soon as she left, we just laid her out in the green sari as she asked, and we just ran around, and just so many devotees came and just were inspired to talk about Krishna mm-hmm. yeah, It's just amazing how it happened. Did you ever get the photos that we took when we put the ashes in the water? Or? I didn't see those. Good. Kathy has them. Yeah. Yeah. has them. You know, I would love to see them. And there was another lady's ashes put at the same time, wasn't there? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. I think it, I think it was... Um, was it... Um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I'm trying to remember too. I think there were like maybe three. There was uh, your, your disciple um, who was... Um, the um, from New Jersey, and then there were also the ashes. It's not really necessary, but the the ones of, of um, you know, um, my my mind just went crazy. But um, um, there was, there was, there was the, of the baby that was um, by Shivi's daughter. Hmm. By Shivi's little daughter. Yeah. Um, because we had the different pictures on the end of the boat. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I just ran across, where I put them, I don't know, but um, I just ran across of some, some pictures when we moved. You know, so somewhere I have some more pictures, and I'll send them to you. Oh, that would be really you give me your address, you know, email. snail mail address. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy wrote us a really nice letter as well. 
And she said, it was so nice to see my mum in her last days. She said, it's so different to how Hare Krishna's leave to how other people leave. She mm-hmm. said, I, I felt like my mum was sitting up there a bit of a superstar. Yeah. And he was rolling downstairs as she'd ring the bell. She said, it was so nice that she was so happy right up until the end, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Very special personality. Yeah, and it was an impressive funeral as well, I remember, because one of her sons is a voice coach. Mm. Is it Michael? In I think he's in France. He has a school in France. He's a Hugh. Can't remember. And but a lot of his peers were at the funeral, mm-hmm. and I would have known a few of them from just mm-hmm. from different seeing one of the voice coaches in the Abbey and places like that, and they would never have come to a Hare Krishna temple or anything. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of there, and I was so proud, mm-hmm. and yeah. I was so proud to see these people for the first time going up. <laughs> flowers up yeah. mm-hmm. on the coffin and the and the mm-hmm. you know the, the just the way it went off it was spectacular it was beautiful oh, even beautiful in that situation she was yeah. having people yeah, yeah. it was yeah. preaching at the at the very end bringing mm-hmm. new people it was amazing mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. that's good because you never really we wouldn't have had it, it, much experience of devotees leaving their bodies here so it was wonderful to see mm-hmm. how it could be done in such a yeah. <coughs> I always remember the story about the carpet as well. She wrote for Do you remember? She was she she'd gone to see the the uh, what's it called the place the crematorium. She'd gone to see the the one in Belfast before she had written what she wanted to do out. And uh, she was very impressed with it. Do you remember? She went to see it. She went to see it, yeah. And she looked the whole thing out. She said it was a very nice carpet. Usually <laughs> carpet. And Sri Rupa Prabhu was, was put in charge of transferring all of this to Dublin. You know? And it was a bit more shabby looking. I mean, it was a, as far as crematoriums went, she thought that this one was much more posh looking and everything. But what happened was Krishna tricked her because... Uh, Shurupa Prabhu went on the internet, you know, and she she called me up and she said, you know, I thought they had it nice in Belfast. You should see the one in Dublin. She said, it's very impressive. <laughs> she said, Kathy, and then she was naming it all. You know, they're going to feel comfortable there. It's a nice place, like this. And I was saying, yes, Krishna Pramati. And then afterwards, I was saying, it's it's so good, you know. I was saying to Shurupa Prabhu, the way Krishna just arranged that we could. She told us. Yeah, if you arrange it the other way around and I go to Dublin for the crematorium instead of Belfast, she said, it's just like we're going back to where we joined, me, you and Murley. She said, we joined in Dublin, you know. I said, it's just like we're going back there. And she said, plus, she said, if you saw that carpet. <laughs> so, then she said to me, you know, she said to me, I said she was very impressed with that. Well, actually, I was a bit disappointed. I said, it went very well, she wrote said, well, yeah. And, and I said, I think she would have been very pleased. And he said, well, maybe not. And I said, why? And he said, well, I showed her a picture of the wrong crematorium. And she was taken in by the carpet and agreed to the whole thing, you know. It was a green instead of it was the red carpet that she wanted. And she got a green one or something like that. But I just couldn't stop laughing because I thought right to the last minute, Krishna just arranged, you know, everything, you know. She arranged it. She arranged it. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Yeah. She used to have her hair done as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, do you remember funny. that? Yeah. Um, Nanda Grabba Mahidara used to come and blow dry her hair and put her dye in. And then she'd massage her feet. And then she'd massage her feet and cut her nails. And <laughs> She always wanted to look her best, you know, yeah. representing Krishna. And 
you know, she told me comb my hair nicely yeah, and put my sari on, a little bit of mascara, and put my sari on nicely. Now, right up until the end, so lucid and, you know, really details are amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she so you were with it at the very end? Ah, yeah, at the very end. Yeah. 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 So oh, yeah, that, uh, that evening I was staying on the shift, so I was kind of was alone. There was uh, her kids came, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's their name? Katia Q. Yeah, two of them came. Kevin, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, she always was held on to see them. Mm-hmm. She was asking Krishna, I, d- I have only one desire left, you know, to see them, and that's mm-hmm. it. And, was, and when they came in that night, it's, uh, there was kind of talking, and later she talking to me, they sitting right beside, right? Mm-hmm. And she talking to me, and they're like an illusion, they don't hear our conversation. And she saying to me, I told them, get out from here. <laughs> and they're still here. <laughs> because uh, and, She'd uh, seen them. Yeah, yeah, and they're not listening, you know. I should say they're not listening. What happened was early, earlier that day, she, she had asked me to read the Bhagavad Gita. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, what would you like to hear? And she said, second chapter, second chapter. <laughs> so I was reading, and then there was one purport where Prabhupada is talking about giving up family attachment. <laughs> and she immediately says, yes, this is what Prabhupada wants me to do. This is very difficult, <laughs> but this is what Prabhupada wants me to do now. They're arriving tonight. <laughs> <laughs> she must have got in their case or something. <laughs> I remember, do you remember the other arrangement Krishna made? I mean, there's so few devotees in Ireland, but Krishna arranged that the nurse that came to Krishna Pranavati Mo she loved the devotees. Her nephew was a devotee. Mm. Oh, wow. Cece's aunt came to nurse her. Mm. And uh, oh, was really? it Petite Pavana? Petite Pavana or Cece? Can you remember Harry that's uh, was think, Yeah, Petite Pavana or even Mahotsa. No, I think no. it was Cece or Petite Pavana. Okay. I can't remember which. But I know that in the beginning she was so frustrated because the first nurse that's, that was sent to her was deaf in one ear. <laughs> <laughs> and Krishna Pramavati would say, Kalyani. What's she doing over there? And the poor lady, she'd be getting a towel and water or something ready to give her a little bit of a, of a wash. And she'd say, what's she doing? I say, what are you doing over there? And of course she wouldn't answer. It took us a while to get to the on us that she was deaf in her left ear. And Krishna Prabhupada would say, this is outrageous. What's she doing? Go and find out what she's planning to do. So I'd go over and I'd tap on her shoulder and I'd say, it, and she'd jump, and then I kind of realised, I don't, I think she's a bit hard of hearing. For God's sake, it can only be the, it, she said, the Irish government, who on earth would send a dying lady a deaf nurse? She's You see, you kind of have to prepare Krishna Pranavati, I said, because you're kind of coming, startling her. She doesn't know what it is you want to do. And, you know, I don't think you're hearing us very well. She said, oh, no, my hearing's not very well. Unless you're facing me, I can't really hear what you're saying. Krishna Pranavati would be there. That's what they're leaving with, which, I mean, if I'm not facing her when I'm dying, she won't even know I'm here. Really, what are we going to do? So I remember saying, Krishna, 
Angela, you know, please send some alternative to this lady. And then one day, was there, and he came downstairs, and he said to me, I felt more sorry for the nurse, but Harry Duff came downstairs, and he said to me, far out, did you see the new night nurse? And he, I said, no, he said, she's petite, I'm sure he said petite. He said, petite Pavanagh's aunt, she knows all about Harry Krishna, I gave her a book. And when she'd phone up when it was her shift, the last two or three days you're only allowed to have the night nurse. And uh, she'd say, Harry Krishna, I'm coming to stay. And she'd say, Krishna Premrati, remember, she was very favourable. But um, just see, Krishna's right to the very end, he was sending her these people. Yeah. No, it was quite yeah. incredible. <laughs> how she was doing it but yeah the deaf nurse that was a difficult one to get that's evening it's kind of she always was uh, you know she was uh, giving out to Kalyani all the time <laughs> oh yeah I get it left and, uh, right. she, she was feel sorry for my wife Marie Priya <laughs> 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 but uh, but this means she was so always open. So when I go on the shift, I say, okay, that's it. You know, everything will be just as an army because I was an army. Everything will be perfect. She said, great, it's done. So last evening I say, here I am again. So everything will be perfect. So when when it was, I was, I wasn't kind of feeling she'll go that <coughs> night because. Uh, I had kind of experience in the karmi life, and I, I saw plenty of people dying. And I said, no, 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 she, she, she couldn't be uh, that much. She was so alert. There. But uh, she was kind of calm down, kind of relaxed. I say, well, anything what happened, I'm just here. And, uh, you know, if something happened, I see you later. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and that evening, what, uh, we had a little chat, you know, I, I can see, you know, she's... Uh, Say to her son and daughter, okay, you can go now, that's done. Mm -hmm. And uh, she had a little kind of a, a panic attack, whatever she had, the oxygen mask didn't work late in the night, but <coughs> we fixed it with that more. And uh, it's late in the evening when the, the more she came, it was in the, in the near room, there was your classes all the time, I made sure mm -hmm. there was. 24 uh, 7. Yeah, thank you. And, and that particular evening, I remember there was a class, and kind of after we fixed that oxygen, she was peaceful enough. And uh, then, then she came to that nurse. She came to my room and say, "Okay, you have to come, come up." You know, and yeah, because I can see you know, breeze. Yeah, long out, time. Yeah, yeah. No, no. So I came immediately. I was in Ganshi and Hi, so I just she 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 just left then yeah and this was uh, so I just say see you later <laughs> <laughs> and uh, switch on Kirtan and mm. was, that's it yeah. Mm. Thank you for taking care of her so nicely. I'm sure she took care of you too. <laughs> <laughs> Inspiration. She yeah, would have loved this evening me. herself. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah. She thought she was here, kind of. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> I didn't know yeah. Krishna Premadasi. I knew Monty. I didn't know her at all. Uh, but I have to say, for somebody who came to Krishna consciousness, you were saying that she came late in life. She actually came at the right time after millions of lifetimes, and she yeah, actually yeah. was surrounded by devotees. And actually, Krishna says it in Bhagavad Gita, what every man is fixed on. 
So she came for the shortest duration to actually go out in the greatest style, you know. So mm -hmm. yeah. lots of us have been 20, 30, 40 years, even longer, trying to actually get ourselves to stage where we'd be in that position, mm -hmm. you know. So mm -hmm. she's a very fortunate soul. It was amazing experience. I never saw anybody like this. Yeah, it was a very good lesson. Mm -hmm. How did she happen to become your disciple? Mm -hmm. Had you come to Ireland? Or? I remember. Yeah. <laughs> she told this very funny story because we used to all say, you know, how would we ask our spiritual master to accept us or how would we and Krishna Kravati told us she went for a walk one day and she turned around and she asked you, Would you like to be my spiritual master? <laughs> and she said, That's what I said and he, he just said Yes, and then yeah, we went on. I started getting tapes. It was a Kanchanavali or somebody who was using Belfast and they have them yeah. in Belfast. Always. I think it was Kanchanavali who was giving her oh, that's right. tapes. Yeah, that's right. And then she, she went to Radadesh, I think, when you do yeah, a seminar. That's right. mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah, Kanchanavali was into that much stuff and handing them out to all kinds of people. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm glad you hear about this. That's the real sense of Just like you were saying, so many lifetimes may go through. Remember one time she was talking to me about 
how she was born in Cork and then she married and then the different careers that she had and then the, the private nursing agency which she ran and she was saying and all these things and all these things and I thought she was going to say and if only I joined like you and Merle my ego was thinking like that and she said and you know what if I had to do it all again I wouldn't change a thing she said <laughs> <laughs> she was so sweet yeah. yeah she was mentioned sometimes when I was feeding her and she, she was saying like yeah, you're doing very nicely. <laughs> I know, Kalyani, she's very nice. I know I'm giving out to her a lot, but I like her, you know. It's just whatever, like they meet each other and they just start, you know. The thing with Krishna I learned was that uh, it was very funny because I taught just the opposite way and she had a different way, um, was that if, there was, if something had gone wrong, the worst thing I could do was go in the room and say, Krishna Premrati, I'm sorry about the first thing. The, the only thing I could do was say, good morning, Krishna Premrati, or good afternoon, Krishna Premrati. And then she'd smile and she'd start talking back to me. But if I went in and she, I, I, later I could kind of see where she was coming from, she was kind of thinking, oh, here she comes on the defense. If I went in saying, Krishna Premrati, you know, I was going to say to you, you know, the nurse was supposed to be here. The walls would lift. Mm. Mm. So I just learned to, to, you know, to go in with my best and just say Krishna Parimbati, mm. you know. But she had everything on check, didn't she? So mm. beautiful. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Prue. You wrote a very nice letter. <coughs> yeah. You've written a letter to the devotees. Eulogy. Read that. Mm. Read that. Mm. Yeah. It was very nice. Before I thought Sankirtan was only something. Do on the streets. <laughs> and even then, after I remember after after, after the funeral, the, the room was still there. Nitai Chand had left the, the recording of your lectures that were just going on inside mm -hmm. that room. It was amazing. The atmosphere was there. Yeah, Brindavan definitely manifests there. But it was like after a whole day on the streets of Sankirtan, that same mm. feeling was there. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that devotee in Belfast, Selena's father, said that um, Krishna Premavati, um would say that she had no visitors, which she didn't have many visitors going because they were trying to maintain the deities. But he used to he used to say that if you went to visit and she hadn't finished all her rounds, she wouldn't let you in. Really? Mm. Yeah. She was very strict that she had to finish her rounds. She's such a good disciple. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. always like a benediction to me, you know, yeah. Yeah. like that. So organized, she used to <coughs> four when she got up, and then she'd have four before breakfast, and yeah, then four after lunch, yeah. and four before bed, like always saying hey. I was careful around her to make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I knew she wouldn't judge me, but I didn't want to make a run for her. <laughs> Especially after all that stomping on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was so relieved. <laughs> yeah. She says, I'm so glad you told me that. I was trying to think that he has to relax. <laughs> Did she used to sit at the table? Was she Buddhist beforehand? Yeah. And she used to sit in Japan at the high yeah. table. Because I remember her telling me yeah. she gave away all her books and like all these aspiring Buddhists couldn't believe that she was just giving all this away. I just thought, I was just so impressed. Mm -hmm. you know, that I just thought, this is... <coughs> yeah. So she knew it was like it was confirmation for me because I really didn't know how to battle impersonalism or Buddhist because I you know they they could, yeah. 
I'd just have to listen for 10 minutes and I'd probably be hearing their point of view, you know. I was, <laughs> but uh, I just found her just... She really was searching, searching, searching. She got to the top of the impersonal ladder and went, yep, yeah, no, it's not that, it's this. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Remember the first time, one of the first times I ever saw her, because I lived in the Belfast Temple, and she walked in and she just came in. And she was amazing, you know, as you said, the hair was perfect, and, you know, she had her silk sari on, and I just remember thinking, she just had this grace. Yeah. And she always looked like that, always immaculate, and, you know, mm-hmm. and she said her nice cars, but she always carried herself with a real, she cared about her appearance, you know, yeah, she, yeah. this was always looked immaculate. And her routine, and she always rose early, even before she became a devotee, she was rising very early. Oh yeah, she was very disciplined, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. first all the time. She was a nurse. Good one. Krishna Premavati Ki Jai. Jai.